Eddie Alance. Um, you may not remember me, but it's the Scottish kid from many, many year ago, years ago. Um, as I sit here, I would like to say that I have changed as a person. Listening to your show has really sort of changed some shit in my life. Also, I got laid, but then you slept with my cousin, so fuck that shit. Bitches be crazy. Crawford out. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. One of your hosts, D. Simon. Get down on your knees and kiss this man's feet. I'm Lance Wackerly. If I was that dude, I'd be dreaming of boobs. We're going to stay here all night if we have to, so let's get started. Uh, can I go when this starts to suck? Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. One of your hosts, D. Simon. Wackerly here. What's up there, Wacker? Not much. Up to anything big this weekend? <laughs> big plans? No, not really. Laying low? Laying low. The weather nice up here. Finally. Yeah, I heard about that. No, it's actually been too nice. There's no rain, so everything's drying out. God, that sounds so fucking interesting. Yep. Yeah, I saw, uh, I saw RoboCop last night. It's the highlight of my weekend. That is not a good weekend. I know. Um, I was really, I got to say, it was a colossal letdown. Um, but we, we talked about it before. I remember, you know, like a year ago or eight months ago, I was like, oh, did you see the clip for RoboCop? I think we even talked about it on the show. And you're like, yeah, I don't think it looks that good. But I was still excited about it. RoboCop was one of my favorite movies as a youth. My excitement level went up at some point, and then it came right back down. But, I mean, what, what made Once the it... reviews started coming out. Oh, okay, so that's what it was. You were excited about it once you saw the trailer, but then when the reviews started coming out, what, what made it descend so quickly? Uh, well, everybody just says there's, like, no sense of humor to it, and it's just uh, it's basically just a straight-up action movie. I, I actually even read that if you didn't try and compare it to the first one, that, uh, you know, it's a perfectly decent action movie, but that kind of, you know, I'm not really interested in seeing a perfectly decent action movie because they're usually terrible. But, but you're saying it's not even a good action movie. Yeah, you know, I'm getting to this, but it's when I first when I read that, I read these reviews saying like, you know, you shouldn't it's not fair to compare this to the first, which I was like, well, yes, it is fair cuz it's a remake of a of an existing movie. It's not like another you installment. Know, it's a remake. They spent what? Like a hundred times as much money on it. Oh, but yeah, I mean they had to. <laughs> so what do you mean it's not fair? Person. It's not fair to com- Compare it to a movie that had shittier effects. Didn't they didn't have as, as much money? They had much less star power. I mean, fucking not Matt Frewer. What is his name? What was it? Uh, who wait? Who played? Um, who played the original RoboCop? Why can't I think of his name? Weller. Peter Weller. Peter Weller. Yeah. Like that guy wasn't a fucking big star. I'm trying to think. Were there any big stars in that no. movie? No. I mean, there are a lot of uh, character actors in it, I guess, but. No, and now no they get now stars. they have a movie with fucking like what? No, they, Lawrence they have the Fishburne. Guy, no, they have the guy Lawrence Fishburne. It's Samuel Jackson's in the movie. Gary Oldman's in the movie. They have the guy from ton uh, of the A-list killing. stars. Yeah, yeah, that guy from the killing. He's he's a rising star. Um, what's and his they name? got tons of money. Computer CGI effects. The guy who played like, Omar in The Wire. It should be better. Well, you you know you'd think like that's the thing. I liked his uh, aesthetically. It was kind of a cool looking movie. It showed like a 
somewhat of a bleak aspect of Detroit. It showed like you know they, this bleak urban landscape. His outfit looked cool. He's wearing all black, kind of like Batman or something. Kind of like Batman. Do you think? Yeah, well, his exactly armor. like Batman. You but mean? it was cool the way they showed him. It, it, the the one thing uh, they they showed a lot of scenes in the uh, laboratory where they're creating him and they dismantled him. You just see that he's just an arm with a head. And like it, this kind of robotic spine, and like they take all the pieces apart. That was kind of cool to see because they never did that in the original. But, but they have the, the eyes in the jar. That's the number two, though. Oh yeah, that was the second one. Yeah, but that was sorry. because they were creating the Kane guy, right? Kane. The the thing that bothered Kane me about wants this movie drugs. is I was like, you know what? I'm not going to come. I'm going to go in there. I'm going to suspend my disbelief. I'm going to go in there and not think oh, about the original movie. Not going to think you about the suspend your movie. disbelief and you have to lower your expectations. And I did just that. And I was excited about this. I'm like, you know, I'm, I want to go see this in the theater. So I went there with my girlfriend who has never even saw the original. Well, she we watched it, but she had never seen it. She was too young to appreciate that movie. <laughs> Let me show you a movie from my youth. <laughs> Dude, that movie was seminal in our youth. Do you oh, remember yeah. how important that was? Yeah, it was a it was a a departure movie for me. Like, I <laughs> departure when, from what? Well, just from other movies that I'd been watching at the time. It's like you know, I saw you you'd watch a lot of fantasy movies like Star Wars and uh, well, I mean, Raiders of the Last Star. Unicorn. Last Unicorn was a major one, but then all of a sudden you see this gritty, uh, urban dystopic movie about uh this robocop and i was just like yeah you know those other movies suck sorry <laughs> you know ewoks you suck i mean the guy gets like fucking coated away, in acid huh? oh yeah the guy got uh coated in acid melted yeah remember that fucking um, red foreman is in it uh what's <laughs> it was name? one of those movies this was an 80s well i guess this is the thing today too you know it's supposed to be detroit there's supposed to be a lot of crime but for some reason all the criminals are white <laughs> Ninety yeah, percent of them. That was kind of funny because they gotta have equal opportunity. Well, but I mean, it, it did show though. Like it's funny because wow, Detroit really hasn't changed all that much since nineteen eighty seven. <laughs> it's still just as bad. Yeah, but uh, they also had uh, you know established villains like the Clarence Boddicker. He was in that seventies show, but he's the guy that played the the main villain, the main antagonist, yeah, Red Foreman. Yeah, yeah, he was you know he was a nefarious figure. And during that movie, there's a scene where you know RoboCop's tossing him through plate glass windows and you're like yes kill this guy you know, right. he's in the big drug man. factory they have yeah and uh, was that the drugs factory the yeah. meth factory or whatever it was it's like a real factory with like you know like a safety foreman in a lunch room and like forklifts but a lot of strategically placed plate glass windows yeah to toss somebody through well you know the uh the uh managers need to keep an eye on the employees <laughs> They've got like 401k plans and like a health program, fucking a gym and a soda machine. Well, they need so they a just health make drugs program there. now, though. Well, that's how it is in factory. Most, you know, factories in Detroit, what else are they manufacturing down there other than crack? I don't know. Not making cars, cars anymore. Some cars. Um, it's not many. I guess some. But yeah, anyway, you know, they're established villains. That, that guy was evil. They blew his, they blew him apart, like appendage by appendage. I mean, he was completely dismembered. Then there's um, and, the head of um, OCP, the guy with the white hair. He's pretty nefarious. He was an evil. Yeah, he's a that, whole other level. Yeah, it was a whole other level of corporate greed. Um. So anyway, there is a he has a black guy as an assistant. Yeah, but there there was remember how there was that man. young up and comer that uh, he yeah. created a RoboCop and the and the oh the old guard 
um, had Ed 209, and he was like, I'm going to take over Omnicore. And Omnicore is this evil corporation, but then the young up-and-comer showed him up, you know, showed him up by creating RoboCop. Yeah. Next thing well, you it's know, OCP. Is Omnicore what it's called in the new one? Or is Omnicore OCP? OCP is Omnicore. Oh. Um, so, and and th- that's the same in this new one. But in the new one... But anyway, like, so you look at the old one, they're making, you know, they're commenting on evil corporations, greed and corruption and, um, well, no. And also just, uh, like the whole society's fucking just become completely stupid. Yeah. And, like like de- I'll buy that for a dollar. And defunct. Yeah. Remember that guy? And yeah, it's like they're the 6,000 SUX or the, uh, the, they had all those uh, satirical commercials, like that that nuclear bomb game that you could play. Yeah. I mean, that, the, that, co- the cops all drive Tauruses. I mean, like you look at that now, and those Tauruses look ridiculous. But I think they were supposed to look ridiculous at the time. Yeah, I think. I, well, I think it was supposed to be. You know, that's what they pictured was going to be the future was bleak. That's yeah, what we're going the to cops be driving have to drive around. these shitty fucking plastic Tauruses. Cops have no money to fight this right. crime, Detroit. Yeah. Well, actually, you know, those predictions kind of came true. But anyway, let's just remove all of that and just make a really shitty action movie with some good... Put all the... Like, invest everything into the special effects. Does Robocop blow some stuff up good? And completely remove any semblance of a story. No narrative. Who needs a narrative? The only thing they tried to do was they attempted... To uh, to comment on drones, the use of drones, and, the, and how the drones. country is going to adopt drones. Well, that's what the uh, the robo- Omnicore is supposed to make is these these robots. Like Michael Keaton was the evil CEO of Omnicore, and they're going to make these drone robots to patrol the streets. They're going to save the lives of police officers. And so they just can't make action movies like they could in the eighties. The eighties were a golden age of action movies. How I mean, hard is the it missing to in make action, action movies? Movie, the Terminator when Terminator was still good. Uh, you know, what else? It's because you want to know why? Because they blow their load on special effects and don't hire a decent writer to write a, a compelling narrative. I don't think there are. De- I think the writers, they want to be a formula. There's that, there's that formula, but they also want to be respected. Like, and they won't go, they won't just like put the, you know, let their, all, all their shit hang out. Like, I'm just going to make like some ridiculous shit and just throw it in there. And I think it's funny. Like, they're too subdued, right? Because they're trying to make, like, a serious film instead of an action film. Well, they got to pass Because they all really want to be writing, like, Remains of the Day or something, right? But the producers are the ones that end up cutting all the interesting aspects out. That's why I wonder if the original script for RoboCop is completely different than what was eventually made. Well, they they either either cut it out or they just don't hire the guy that has interesting ideas, right? They hire the guy who just is going to write, like, the bland thing that they can make get the most ticket sales from and that's i think that's what it is and i, I mean as a as an audience member i was insulted just watching this even as a kid i, I mean you're so entertained by robocop it's rated r you know it was violent um you know it commented on society it was you know had it was like, violent but cartoonishly violent i mean the violence was satirical too it wasn't like you know oh hostile like let's just show a realistic somebody pulling another lady's eye out like okay what yeah. was the point of that well, it's so gross and realistic, right? It wasn't gore for the sake of being gore. You know, it wasn't right. gore if for shock value. I mean, it was like, yeah, I mean, they, they shocked you. I mean, he, he rams the guy with the van into a giant ta- tank of, like, hydrochloric acid and his Dude, skin yeah, toxic off. waste, and he just it's becomes amazing. this, like, melting <laughs> monster. But he's still coming after you even as his flesh is melting off. None of that really happened in this in this new one. There was really, I mean, there there was no satire. 
There was no uh, humor in it. It was humorless. And you had this, this, you know, got this cop that be, that became, you know, became RoboCop. I mean, they almost made it sound like he was in that, like a U.S. soldier that, you know, lost his appendages in Afghanistan, came back, and they rebuilt his cyborg body. Yeah. But well, instead, you got to respect the troops. Yeah, but instead of, like, in the, the, the first RoboCop, or the, the real RoboCop, instead of, like, saying, you know, he's going to gain his memory back and realize my family moved on, this was the life I used to have, I can never have that anymore. This one, they tried to make it seem like he could just like go right back to his wife and his kid and it's going to be totally normal. I'm just going to be in this huge metal body now, but that's fine because my wife loves me. We can be a happy family again. Right. Oh, they gloss so over just the how they're going to fuck. Yeah. They never, they, I mean, that never even came up and the wife was like, Oh, you know, she would hug him even though he's just this huge, massive metal body and she would hug him and just like, we'll get through this. See, we'll even okay. that in RoboCop two, they made a joke out of that because the the uh, how do I say this in BPC <laughs> the you know the half black half white chick who's hot the young one who's that his partner no like the, there's the little kid who's the drug dealer and then she's like a teenager but but she's like in love with Kane but and then he comes back as that big scary monster and uh you know robot i guess but she like there's a scene where she's like caressing his metal hand and she's like i could get into this and then you know he, oh, he his, stomps her his girlfriend oh yeah i forgot about that yeah that's what, but they make they're making fun of that like no you can't fuck a bigger robot yeah well i mean it doesn't the, make any the, sense that's what i kept thinking like the whole time i'm watching this i'm like okay now i'm insulted like who, who are you trying to fool here there's no way they're gonna have sex there's no way you know he's just gonna be this normal dad to this kid like this is, I mean, they're just, yeah, it, it was just Robot so heavy handed the way they were trying to do this. And then not to mention beyond that, it's like they, they didn't have a clear antagonist. There was no Clarence Boddicker type of guy. The way they, they killed his, you know, his regular form um, in the beginning for, for him to, with the, the way they dispatched the original cop was so anticlimactic. I don't even want to ruin it for people, but <laughs> I mean, you, you know, in the beginning, you're like, oh my God, these guys are evil. They blew off his arms, his legs. You shot him in the chest. You're but like, that's that's the other thing about these writers is they they all you know went to liberal art school recently, so they they can't get they can't bring themselves to be like just make black and white like that guy's really evil and we're gonna he's gonna get fucked up in the end. You know, it's always got to be like, well, it's more nuanced than that actually. But it doesn't work like that for an action movie, though. No, it doesn't. Nobody wants to see that shit in an action movie. We want I mean, like a super bad guy to do some super shitty shit. And then to get like you know his come up is just deserves his, desserts at the end. Yeah, his and come have somebody up like stomp on his nuts and shit down his neck. Yeah, you know you want to be behind RoboCop. And you're like, and then they tried to make uh, Michael Keaton an evil figure at the very end of the movie. Didn't work. <laughs> then they they had this one guy who kind of was the crime lord of Detroit, and he's just some white dude that sold guns. Also, not yeah. even evil. And the, the yeah, way- see, they can't make it drugs because drugs are now not a disease. Yeah. It's a disease. It's not like a bad thing. So uh, it's yeah. gotta be, but everybody hates guns, right? So, yeah, it's got to be guns. Yeah, it was a terrible movie. Not even worth your time. I wouldn't even watch it on Netflix. <laughs> How do you feel about the remake of uh, Runaway that's coming out? I haven't seen the trailer for that yet. <laughs> the Tom Selleck movie. Do you remember that? Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, remember we robot uh, spiders. Didn't they have the robot things that they could in traffic? Like they could just uh, there was like a remote control car that would go under another car and blow yeah. it up. Yeah, there were, there were some bullets that would like fly around corners, and then there's the little robot spiders that would inject the robot spiders some, like, paralysis. Uh, 
stuff, and Gene Simmons played the bad guy. It might have been Gene Simmons' first acting role. What what other '80s sci-fi movies are they going to remake? I mean, everyone they can get their hands on. It just it's it's it's, it's such a better money making prospect to just take something that you know was successful in the past. You immediately everybody you like when they're younger are going to go see it, so you get all that money. You know it kind of works, so you're not like going out on a limb that it's going to be completely stupid. Uh, it's it just it depresses me. We can't have original content anymore. I mean, I recommend people go back and just watch action movies from the 80s, like Star Chamber, To Live and Die in L.A., that's a good one. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, th- there were some good movies. There's some good movies that came out in the 90s. Starship Troopers is kind of an entertaining movie. That's all right. You know, but it, but it's these remakes that I find particularly insulting. I don't know. <laughs> I, wonder- I, don't, I wouldn't mind it if it was good. Yeah, like I said, you've got, you've got way more star power. You've got way more money. You can do so much more with the effects with CGI. Like, why are you making this bland piece of shit? I should learn my lesson with Total Recall. Saw that in the theaters too. Exactly, it's awful. But at least you know they weren't trying to pull off this imaginary, you know, life. This this life that this person could live, you know, with his with his wife and his child. Th- that was the worst part about the the new RoboCop. Is the way they tried to create this, you know, this sense of normality with him. Like, you know, he right. could just be a normal husband. He could just go back there. And the whole time you're looking at him like, what, does he have a big robotic dildo attachment? Do you think he would have asked for that? I so. But let's just say, like, okay, now he's going to be with his wife again and his kid. Is he going to get, like, a robot dick attachment? I have contracted robot crabs. <laughs> I need to have this dick replaced. <laughs> Robot herpes. Like, what is that, yeah. rust? But, I mean, what, <laughs> what are they going like to do? They're going to screw in, like, some kind of, dil- like, different dildo attachments to please her? Oh, they could put a flashlight down there if he got into a relationship with a man. With a, <laughs> what were they going to put, put a butthole in there? I, it just, it made no sense. Does he still eat baby food? Let me ask you that before we move on. They didn't even tell, I mean, they didn't even show you. It was just, like, he would be... They would lean him back on this chair and they just inject something into him, like through an IV. Huh. Yeah, there's no baby food. That was another thing that, that didn't even work. I don't, you know, I don't know. The, the reason I'm bringing up penis size attachments is because of our guests that we have coming up. Uh, I, read a, I read about this uh, movie. It's called Unhung Hero. That seems like a better movie than Robocop. You heard about this? Unhung Heroes? <laughs> I did hear about it. I haven't got a chance to watch it yet, though. So this L.A. comedian actor guy named, named Patrick Moot, um, you might know him because uh, he gained some notoriety a few years ago through a viral, viral video. He proposed to his girlfriend at a UCLA game. So in front Basketball of like, game. you know, the, yeah, during the game, halftime, it came up on the Jumbotron. Um, he gets down on one knee, pulls out a ring, and she said no. And not only did she say no, she shook her head and got up and ran away. Of course. And uh, this, this movie went viral. Like 10 million hits in just a few days. It was all over the news. They were playing on The View. The View. Yeah, and they're, they're coming like, Did you see any harsh. sort of monetary benefit from being in a viral video? Because I assume other people had the video. It wasn't just him. If it's like the UCLA basketball game camera footage. Well, I mean, they, you know, there are people commenting about it online. I think the only monetary... I guess benefit he got from it is is he made a documentary came out of it. Well, he also so, probably saved a lot of money by not getting married. He probably saved a ton of money. Think of the divorce cost it would be. Just think of the cost of the wedding alone. Hopefully, he got was able to take the ring back and refund it. 
Well, I'm sure you're, you're able to return that, aren't you? I don't know. I think you're Are able you? to return the ring, I'm sure. if it didn't, if For it didn't full price out. that you paid? You know, I don't know. Is there some never, kind of I've restocking that. fee? I've never bought an engagement ring, so I don't even know. Um, but you found out. So afterwards, she runs away. And then he, like, you know, months later, he's, you know, he finds out the real reason why she cut off uh, this, this wedding, why she didn't want to marry him. And, well, there are several reasons. But one of the reasons was because he has a baby dick. His dick's too small. And, well, a baby dick and a small dick are different, right? Well, I think anything under, anything under average, I think girls consider a baby dick. Oh, well, the girls can be cruel. They can be. But, you know, I mean, we can say itty-bitty titty committee. They can say baby dick. Um, so he did this documentary called Unhung Heroes to find out if size really does matter. And uh, I got to say, it's, a, it's an entertaining documentary. He goes and uh, experiences many different penis enlargement techniques. Um, I, I question the effectiveness of these, but uh, he, he definitely goes and does all that. So I gave him a call, or I, I, t- I sent him an email. I was like, hey, you want to be on the show? Talk about the movie? And he was like, yeah. So we're, we're going to get to an interview with him. Uh, but before that, here's a word from our sponsor. It's Butt Plug Month on AdamandEve.com. Show that you still care by bringing something new into the bedroom. And by something new, I mean a butt plug. Because if you order right now and use coupon code DIDDLE, you get 50% off your first item, a gift so sensual I can't even tell you about it on this podcast that talks about murder and bukkake, and on top of all of that, free shipping. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, adamandeve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's D-I-D-D-L-E. Patrick. Hey, what's going on? Hey, what's up? It's D. Simon calling you from Sick and Wrong. How's it going? Good, man. Good. How are you? Doing all right. Um, thanks for being on the show. Um, I got to say, I watched no your problem. movie. I got. I watched your movie last night, and I loved it. I think it uh, hit a little bit too close to home at certain points, but um, I think our audience can definitely relate to your movie. And in fact, you might even save some marriages and prevent some suicides. Um, hey, man. Wasn't necessarily what I set out to do, but I'm glad to, uh, very, very happy that that could be a potential side effect. <laughs> well, at least your documentary helps people, unlike other films out there like uh, RoboCop. Which, uh, yeah, RoboCop's not doing anything for anybody. Yeah, nothing at all, but your film helps no. people. Anyway, you achieved, I'm just going to start from the beginning here. You achieved, uh, I guess I could say notoriety um, from this uh, viral film. A viral video of uh, you proposing to your your ex, and at a UCLA game, mm-hmm. it didn't go as planned. Uh, the movie went, or the video went viral on YouTube, like in a, just a few days, like ten million hits in four days. First, I have a couple questions from this. First of all, what I guess inspired you to propose in a public setting like that? Oh, I, you know, I guess I'm not like the most um, acutely romantic person. So kind of a kind of a misguided attempt to uh, to to be a hopeless romantic, I guess. It (laughs) seemed like a good idea at the time. I don't know what, you know, like, I mean, I don't know if any like I I think a lot of guys kind of feel like this, but but like romancing women isn't necessarily my strong suit. And I feel like when I actually go above and beyond and try, I kind of uh, I miss the mark typically a little bit. That was a. Misfire in in, in uh, completely. Um, was she a big basketball fan? Like, uh, so you're at a UCLA basketball game? Just yeah, people. yeah. No, she's not a She wasn't a particularly big basketball fan. I, I was the I'm the basketball 
fan. Um, I thought, you know, honestly, I kind of thought she would find it like a little ironic and kind of kitschy or something because she wasn't really a sports person at all. But I am. I came from like my dad was a basketball coach. My brother played college basketball. Um, we're like a very big basketball family. So and when we were kids, we used to come down to Southern California because my dad's family lived down here and we would go to games um, and we go to UCLA games. Every, every so often, honestly, I tried to do it at the Lakers game. I tried to do it at a couple other things. UCLA was was the one that uh, that came through, but I was happy with it because you know I had a little bit of history. So I mean, when you say tried to do it, did you go like contact them, and be like, you know, can you put us on the jumbotron at like you know during halftime? Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I kind of just proposed it like, hey, you know, I'd like to propose. Maybe we could do it. I didn't. Jumbotron wasn't necessarily what I was what I was aiming for. Um, it's just kind of what what ended up happening. So, <laughs> right, what was that? Sorry. The dog just got stepped on. <laughs> sorry. So, how long had you been with her up until the uh, the, the failed proposal? Uh, it was about eight months, a little over eight months. Wow, that's pretty quick to uh, buy yeah. a ring. You must have, you must have been really uh, into her. Uh, yeah, I was, and I mean, it's not like we'd had that conversation before, but we had talked about you know different levels of of more commitment, um, and uh, yeah, just uh, and uh, and to pour salt on the wound is right before Christmas. Which uh, mm-hmm. just the timing is just terrible. And so then, what happened afterwards? In the video, you see her just kind of get up and run, and you're just kind of sitting there, you know, not not a, not entirely enthused about the result. Well, what happened afterwards? Um. Well, I mean, we kind of she got back to her place. She called a friend and got back to her place by herself, and then I drove back, and then we talked about it shortly after that. And, um, you know, there was a lot of things that were the reason. Yeah. You know, that it wasn't that. It wasn't like, you know, she came out and was like, your penis is too small, hit the road, Jack. You know, <laughs> it was more of a, uh, you know, she like. Here's a litany of reasons. This yes, is just and one I kept of being like, you know, well, I can get a new job. I can get a new apartment. I can be more responsible. You know, I can't make my penis bigger necessarily. So it was just one of those things where I was like, I knew that the sex life wasn't the greatest in the world. Um, I didn't know what the problem was necessarily, and we just hadn't really talked about it because I don't think a lot of people do. Um, and, it, you know, that reared its ugly little head, I suppose. Yeah, I was wondering about that. So – Obviously, this is something that I guess that maybe not had been brought up before directly, but it was probably an issue in the relationship. Um, did did she initially, when you were like, why don't you want to marry me? How many excuses or reasons did she give before she was like, okay, your junk is just too small? Um, it was, uh, there was, I don't know, probably like, I don't necessarily want to go over the entire list. Yeah, yeah. There's it it <laughs> a lot true. of it. A lot of it. It was. I needed. I needed a lot of work at the time. So, and I've, I've come a long way, ladies. So you you to totally have. You got a movie. Yeah, yeah. I've grown. I've grown a lot as a person, obviously. <laughs> um, but uh, it, there was there was a few. I mean, the biggest ones were. You know, I mean, I've been in L.A. for quite a while, and and I'm an actor and a writer, and it's not exactly. Um, I'm not exactly gainfully employed all the time, and it's kind of a up and down kind of thing and things yeah. had been a little rough and that's a common you know, issue though i mean it's just, yeah it's yeah. tough you know and you do kind of 
especially if you're in a serious relationship or you're trying to take it to the next level, like what is your, you know, what is your long-term plan for life and how are you going to sustain this? And, you know, um, at the time I didn't, I didn't know I was going to make this super popular penis documentary. So um, (laughs) I wasn't able to use that as a reason, but those were, I mean, those were some of them. I mean, you can see in the film, like the room at the time, the apartment I was staying in, like the room I was in was kind of like an, like an office with a couch. And like, I mean, I, it wasn't, it wasn't like, wasn't necessarily, but it wasn't the most impressive room. For yeah, it, it was funny because I was watching the movie with my girlfriend, and she was just like, you know, I don't even care about his dick size. She's like, as soon as I walked in that apartment, I would just left. And I was like, it's not that bad. It kind of made me. I, I mean, I got a bit offended. It's like I'm a guy. I'm a dude. I've gotten exactly. a lot better about that kind of stuff. I, I like have like you know frames on my pictures now and a uh, bed <laughs> to sleep. I, you in. know, personally, I was a bit offended at her. Almost. Uh, initiated a fight but anyway so this, so there are several things going on but then you know it, it had to have just you know i mean it had to have been like a punch in the gut when she pulled out well and also your dick's kind of small i mean were you shocked yeah. were you stunned yeah i was angry too to be honest you know like i mean i think i backed her into a place where she probably told me something that either she didn't want to tell me or that wasn't necessarily a hundred percent true you know what i mean like she was saying that's what you. i felt at the time, at the time, I was like, I know what you're doing. You're trying to hurt me, and I'll yeah. have you know that it's working incredibly well. Um, but I was pissed. I was pissed. You know, I was pissed because, you know, I mean, like you said, it was like salt to the wound. It was like, really? Like, I mean, but but then again, you know, I was like very, very combative about all the other problems. So, yeah, you yeah. know, I mean, it was. Yeah, and, it, you know, there was a good chance that it was an issue, and it was just. You know, it, it just, you know, it took me pushing someone that far to, to, to get that out. out of them. And I'll, I'll like, I, I tell people this too, like, you know, if you're ever being broken up with, don't ask why. Just <laughs> assume that they have a litany of reasons and you don't want to know what they are. You really don't. Because they'll start going down the list and it's like, it'll just start making you angry. It's like they're not yeah. breaking up with you because you're too cool or too nice or too pretty. So it, it's going to hurt when it gets that specific. I mean, it's seriously yes. real. So it does. What was her reaction, I guess, when the the video went viral? I mean, you I mean, you did become almost like street famous, I would say. Like, did people recognize you on the street? Be like, oh, my God, that's the guy with the failed proposal right right there. No, not really. You know, honestly. And and, it, and when people would be like, you know, um, when people would be like, hey, you look familiar, man. I mean, that was the last thing I was ever going to say. Like, well, I'd like throw my head in my hands or get down on the knee and be like, look familiar. Um <laughs> You know, like I wasn't going to do that. And and I have been, you know, I mean, I I did a lot of commercials for a long time. So I usually kind of, you know, if somebody looked like they were about to go there, I'd be like, I do a lot of commercials. Maybe that's it. Oh, oh, yeah. It's like, whew, dodged a bullet on that one. Um, But now it is happening a little bit. Now that the film's out there a little bit. I was out at dinner the other night and some guy was just like, I could see the look on his face. He was so perplexed for like an hour trying to figure out where he knew me from. And I kept just like deflecting it. Like, I don't know, man, uh, maybe, uh, maybe we have some mutual friends. And then finally he was like, penis guy. Holy crap. <laughs> You're the penis guy. Like I am. And I don't mind, you know what I mean? But when people are like, you look familiar, the last thing I'm going to, you know, it's like point to my crotch and be like, oh, ring yeah. And no, I was about to say that it's, Probably one of the uh, least things you want to be known for. So uh, was so that one of the, one of the things in the beginning. Okay, uh, you know you established the the UCLA. You showed the video again, which had to have been a bit painful. But you but you were um, genuinely surprised by this revelation that your your penis was so small. Did you ever like before? Did any ex girlfriend ever comment on it? Um, no, they hadn't. I mean, 
you know, I had been in conversations with girls that I had dated about like, you know, penises being big and what they liked or disliked. And, and, you know, a lot of times the conversation would move in a direction that would kind of lead you to believe that I wasn't one of those guys um, mm. with the, like the guys who have particularly large penises. Um, so I knew that, but I think most women are pretty tactful about the whole thing. Um, they also but, don't want to hurt and, your feelings. Yeah. Yeah. They don't want to. And they know it's, you know, it's a tough, it's a tough thing. It'd be like, you know, if you were like, I can't marry you because your boobs are too small. You know what I mean? That's like, you know, that's a dick move. You guys don't say that. Like it's, you come up with other reasons, but I did have a nickname in high school that I had actually kind of forgot about when we started making the film and didn't really realize that it was based on one girl from high school's personal account. I thought it was just my friends being bad friends. Um, but pickle was what they called me and pickle and baby dill. Baby um, Dill, God. Yeah, that's, I that's know, painful. I know. It's, it's harsh. And it was. It used to make my, I, oh my God, like my head would explode when I was in high school and people would call me that. I hate it. <laughs> and because I didn't know what it was about, you know, I would like start snickering and then girls would be like, what's that mean? And I'd just be like, I hate you guys. I hate you guys because I don't even, I don't even know what it means. But um, once we went back and I talked to some of my buddies, uh, my best friend, Aubrey, who's, who just jumped at the opportunity to just slam me in this film, um, he uh, he brought it up and uh, and kind of rehashed the whole history and everything and I was just like oh god that's right I hated that and that was when I first started to be like this movie might have been a huge colossal mistake yeah I was about to say I mean you you have a like a party with all your friends from high school and they're just I mean, they're just loving the opportunity to bring up these nicknames and and ridicule oh, you yeah. and just I mean it it just it reminded me of some of the assholes I grew up with. Um, yeah, yeah. Your friends are usually the biggest dicks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So then you actually go to to a, a famous urologist um, who examined you, which I was surprised. I, I was not seeing that coming, where she was actually going to examine um, your, your junk. And she said, well, well, what did she say? What was the outcome? She said that I am the male equivalent of a girl who has just a handful like an a so she said low normal low normal was what her uh her kind of uh take on on my penis was was it was a low normal situation and i mean you know i i gotta you know i gotta believe her and she wouldn't actually let the cameras be in there which was fine with me because honestly like when we went there i wasn't totally sure if, if that was going to even happen and i was kind <laughs> of hoping it wouldn't um but you know it was an opportunity to get a very informed opinion about my, yeah, no, you know, my, I mean, my particular situation. I mean, she is, you know, she's one of the, you know, world's most renowned urologists and she knows her stuff and she's certainly, uh, certainly knows, uh, knows, knows penises and, and all that stuff pretty well. So yeah, low normal, which then I, like an idiot decided to start saying I'm the male equivalent of an A cup. And then that one's really stuck. I get a lot of that on Twitter. Like, yeah. Hey, I, I can. So, so normal, what'd she say? Average is like four inches. So low normal is like, you know, under four, which I mean, what were you, how did you feel when she told you this? Um, I felt, um, you know, pissed off, not really all that like surprised, I suppose at that point, but you know, just hearing it over and over. And as you, the further you go up the ladder, the more like um, weight their opinion or their whatever carries. Um, so it, it it wasn't it wasn't great. I was not I was 
wasn't like living the dream that day or anything. But um, I mean, it is, and it just depends. Like what you were saying about the size statistics and what's average and what's not average. There's actually a lot of interesting stuff out um, right now that I've been even finding that has kind of almost even since then continued to make the whole process of just kind of accepting all of this um, a little bit easier. But average is probably closer to like five inches, and it could be even over five inches a little bit. Um, not to say, and then, but here's the deal is that the, the like range of averages, it goes from anywhere to like, you know, just under to mid four all the way up to, you know, just under six or maybe even six, six point two, something like that. Stretched. Like, so is she measuring you? Like, are you hard or are you soft? Like she kept saying, are you just pulling your dick out as far as it can go? Yeah. It's kind of one of those things. Once people start putting on rubber gloves, it becomes tough to get an erection, I think. So that wasn't uh, – it was definitely a flaccid situation, which makes it a little bit, you know, which I feel like people Skewed need to result. be – Yeah, a little because everybody knows. Like, you know, if that's a flaccid penis. And, and in that situation, like it's a fickle creature, you know. It's like you add doctors and cameras into the situation and all of a sudden it's – it's not, it's not, um, it's not at peak performance necessarily. It's terrified, but yeah, she, she did, she grabbed, she put two fingers at the base and then she grabbed the, like right near the, the head, the top, and then just gave it a real solid tug. Did she pull out a ruler? No, she didn't. Okay. She was just eyeing it. She didn't. I mean, and here's the deal too. I mean, I measured, you know, I measured myself uh, countless times and it's, it's crazy how how much it changes and how much it varies. I mean, even from like it's like barometric pressure and you know uh, like there's so many different things that that go into it. And there was it was really unexplainable for me. Sometimes I think that you know the jelking or the pumps or that something was working, and really it was just that I had a better erection that day. Like I just, just you know more blood flow. Blood flow. Yeah, just more blood flow. I just had a better erection. And I mean, it would fluctuate sometimes up to like even a quarter of an inch. Hmm. And then some days I was trying to make a point. So I'd just be jamming the ruler into my stomach as hard as possible. <laughs> well, so that, that kind of leads me to my uh, next, uh, next question here. So yeah, a good portion of the film, and this is fascinating, is all the different methods that people go to to lengthen their penis to, for penis enlargement. I mean, there's like, you, you even state that there's $5 billion a year spent on penis enhancement projects. So over yeah. the film, what do you think was the strangest method of attempting to add penis length that you encountered? Like, what was the weirdest thing you did? I mean, I'm, I, I've seen the movie, but for people who haven't seen it. Um, well, the crazy, there was a few things that I didn't do. Um, and I won't, I won't necessarily go into length about those because I don't, you know, I don't want to spoil too much for the audience. Yeah. It's really quite, quite riveting film. Um, but, uh, the, the weights, there's these guys in Taiwan and they hang weights from their penis and it's really more of like a martial arts technique and kind of like, like about discipline and, and these guys are like super serious about it. And I did that. I hung five pounds from my penis um, and swung it around for like a good five minutes. And yeah, it was pretty insane. uncomfortable. I remember when I put it down to, I was like, man, I am just such a boss. That was awesome. And then this other guy lifted pretty much all the rest of the weights they had in the studio. The guy lifted like 300 pounds with it. And so it's attached to the tip of his dick, right? Or is it your whole, all your junk? It's all your junk. They do it in a couple different ways. Um, some of like they'll 
they they can either tie it just around basically the base of the penis and hang it from that, or um, and that's that one's a little more precise. Or they can take two loops around testicles and uh, and your penis. And I believe I lifted three hundred and fifty pounds, but both of them are actually kind of important even for the size. Uh, aspect of it just because when you have it around the testicles it, it squeezes so much blood into all of those reproductive organs and, and makes it stay there basically that it creates like new hormones it, it, the circulation once you untie it this, like the blood is released and there's like you know an extra I don't know secretion of hormones and endorphins and that just said uh, and that adds to the uh, the dick size yeah, it just adds to the whole kind of the idea of like the virility and the strength and the you know of that of that particular region. <laughs> was it painful? I mean, did it hurt? Um, it was uncomfortable, and it it did hurt a little when he first ties the knot. I mean, they tie it tight, and when it first locks down, it's like okay, this just got really real. Um, <laughs> the hanging of it. I mean, you can tell too. I'm just like sweating like a freak in that thing. I was I was just so uncomfortable. But I'll tell you what, once they take it off, it's really quite, um, it's kind of a nice feeling. I mean, granted, you just got your nuts untied, so that is, is pretty, <laughs> pretty relieving. But it's this massive, like, rush of blood. All the blood that's been kind of, you know, just, like, trapped there is released, and you can really feel it. It's like... So it's kind of refreshing, like, after you, after you take... Yeah, like, after, like, if you run, like, you know, if you run, like, I used to track... And I'd do like the 800 or whatever. I'd run as fast as I could for, you know, two laps around the track. And I'd finish and you'd get like a runner high. It felt a little bit like that. Wow. So you, you got like a scrotum high. Yeah, I did get a scrotum high. It so, was pretty nice. So you also use, a, you know, a bunch of over-the-counter products and uh, mm-hmm. they penis pumps, which those, to me, those look like something Dr. Mengele would have used on someone. I, I mean, do those actually work? Um, You know... I think the jury's out a little bit on those. I don't really like to because I talk to a lot of these people and I realize that they take their their professions very seriously and what they do very seriously. Um, in my personal opinion, no, they don't. And and I think that they're at times a lot of those products, not any in particular, are fairly shamelessly marketed to people um, and in a way that takes advantage of their insecurities. And and, and I think it's it's kind of awful. Um, I think it's something that has been done in the media forever. So it's not like I'm going to sit here and be like, oh, this needs to stop. It's yeah. going to happen. It's always going to happen. But it is, it is a little shameless. Like, you know, the commercials where the guys for like the, the pills and it's, you know, natural male enhancement. He's walking around the party with a big old smile on his face and life is good. And even though it's kind of funny and kind of a joke, your brain gets what they're saying. It's that your life's going to be better if you do this. And that's not true at all. It's not even close. No, I think I, I mean, Maybe I think, for some people it'll get better, but I don't think it's to lead people to believe that this is what's going to make it all better is like, you know, it's, it's wrong. I think you're avoiding. Yeah, exactly. I think you're avoiding the crux of the issue, the actual the actual issue itself um, by trying to find, mm-hmm. you know, one of these these parlor tricks to uh, increase your dick size. So one of the things that's interesting, you know, I think dick size is just one of the many things men right. can be insecure about. I mean, there's baldness, there's height, there's dick size. Right. Is weight, but I was wondering, like, what do you think is more important to a woman, height or dick size? In the end, like, would you rather be five foot two with an eight inch dong or six foot two with a three and a half inch dong? Uh, you know, that is a good question. 
That is a very good question. You know what? I think with most things, it just is going to vary woman to woman. So for me, I'd like to be able to pick who I want to be with, and then I'd make that decision. Like, oh, what is she like? All right, well, I'll do that. Um, you know what? Uh, what I've found in my experience, and you could be, you know, you could be a, a guy who's 5'2 with a three-inch dick. And listen, if you're confident, it plays better than anything else. Confidence is what is the most attractive. I mean, personally, I'd, I'd probably rather be tall than short just because I have a really tall family. I got, I'm like just about six foot. If I got any shorter, I wouldn't be able to defend myself with, with, uh, with my family members. So <laughs> I'd probably go for the tall guy with the three inch penis. Cause literally, I mean, it's not like vaginas are nine inches deep. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, like, that's what I was not that big. And I think it's a bigger problem. A lot of times I met guys when I was doing the man on the street stuff and just talking to people like, I met a lot of guys who were like, you're fine, man. Like I was in love with this girl once and it didn't work because it, when we had sex. And you can't do anything about that. It's not like you can get a penis. Re- I mean, I guess you could get a penis reduction, but that'd be crazy. Yeah, no, I didn't even know you could do a penis reduction. Um, so, yeah, so what, what has the uh, audience reaction been like? How, how has the movie been received? Do you have a lot of guys just kind of walking up to you randomly and giving you a hug and saying thank you? Um, when people realize that it's me, I, you know what? It's funny. I get most of those situations happen when I'm at the gym. <laughs> when I'm at the gym, it'll be like somebody's like peeping me from across the gym. And I live in Hollywood, so there's a lot of weirdos who are, you know, kind of checking you out or whatever, or kind of just being weird. And, you know, and that's what I think is usually happening. They'll come up and be like, is your name Patrick? And they'll be like, yeah. And they'll be like, did you make Unhung here? And I'll be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, they'll, and there is. I have got I have got a couple hugs. One of them was <laughs> at the gym, and it was a sweaty hug. And I was like, thanks, dude. But this is, you know. <laughs> yeah, this is totally inappropriate. What about chicks? Yeah, like. Uh, have shower you, off and talk about it. Have you had any women just like, you know, just want to come up to you and be like, now they're curious to see your junk just to see how small it is? Um, not really like coming up to me, but most girls like at this point, I mean, I think it's rare that someone goes on a date with someone without Googling them first. I think that's just the way that it goes now. Yeah, so yeah. girls usually, even if they don't lead on to it and they didn't know beforehand, once we've gone out or, you know, are going to go out, they know about it. And I'm not going to lie, if you want to do yourself a huge favor, tell people that you've got a small penis. Because now girls think I have no penis at all. So I've literally had a girl say, (laughs) oh my god, it's not that small. It's like, all right, well, that's not really a compliment, but... I'm glad that I set the, so, the bar so low that there's no possible way that I could disappoint. Yeah, it's kind of cool because now, like, these girls are expecting you to have, like, this one-inch cock. And so, you know, you got, like, a couple yeah. more inches. They're no, like, oh, I've got no Yeah. They're like, hey, look, hey, win-win. This is great. What a surprise. <laughs> I mean, do you ever date Asian women? You'd think Asian women would be, uh, you know, more into guys I- with smaller dicks. I have dated uh, I have dated an Asian woman, yeah. Um, and, you know, I didn't really – some people are – I don't know. People have said that there's some sort of – you know, through line with things being small, but I, I didn't, I didn't notice anything being particularly, um, you know, ab- abnormally sized or anything. Um, and she was a regular sized gal. So, but you know, it's funny though, because even like in, in Asian Korea where penises are, are the smallest, like still the, the average is still like around four and a half or five, I think. Even in South Korea, like did yeah, you say South Korea not- had the smallest penises in the world? Yeah, well, that was this. I actually just recently found this um, graph that uh, had really, really um, like like very specific size averages for every country. Not every country, but every region, basically. And there was they broke it down into into a lot of them. Um, and it was really interesting. And what was most interesting is I think the smallest average was like three point nine. I mean, it wow. barely got under four. 
which you think like you think Korea, you think small penis and everybody's like, oh, if Americans average is six inches, well, then Koreans average must be like one and a half. It's like, no, it doesn't fluctuate that much. You know, it's a sliding scale, but it doesn't slide that far one way or the other. Even like in the African territories where, you know, they're supposed to have the biggest penises. I mean, still, I don't I don't think there's any that are above seven, really. I need to look at this again, but I think it's, you know, the averages are, you know, the averages are averages. Granted, yeah, there are, there are yeah, people that are larger. 13 and a half inch dick. So, I mean, that's and there's you look at he's, John uh, he's throwing the curve way off. <laughs> So in your travels, you've been, I mean, you went to several different countries, many different cities in the U.S. Who do you think – you met a lot of people. Who do you think are bigger size queens, men or women? Um, you know, men. But I only say that because in, – in gay men, obviously. But um, I say that because I don't know if they really are, but they, the ones who are are really vocal about it. Yeah, like, no, that is we true. were in the Castro and you saw this guy told me, I was like, told him that my girlfriend, you know, told him about the situation. Girlfriend breaks up because penis is too small. I asked him what I should do. He said, kill myself. <laughs> yeah, I, I did see that. It cracked me up because uh, he looked like this guy that my brother used to date. My brother works at a leather bar in the Castro and that you were actually right around the it corner. From... Been, yeah, it, it might have been. It could have been. Uh, he was he, he was very honest. Um he, we interviewed him for a while, dude. There was a lot of really good sound bites, but that was the one that we could use. I mean, and even out there, like, I'd give people this ruler and be like, you know, what's average? And if, you know, if, if the guys were not into it, they'd be very much like, it doesn't matter. It's not about that. It's so much not about that. And then somebody from across the room would be like, 12 inches or take a hike. And like, oh, my God. <laughs> well, I mean, it's God. funny. That limits you to, like like 0.001% of the entire population. Exactly. I think when it all comes down to it, I don't think they give that much of a shit. They're just horny. No, anyway. I don't think so either. I think it's kind of a trendy, fun thing to say that blah, blah, blah. But, you know, I bet most of those guys who say that they like really, really big penises, you see one that's like, you know, over 10 inches and they're going to be like, whoa, all right, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's not... It's not going inside anything. That's giant. That's gonna. That's gonna. That's gonna be painful. Yeah, that's gonna do permanent damage. How could it not? In conclusion, does size really matter? Um, you know what? I I, I say this, and I think it's not what people think I'm gonna say, but yeah, it does. It does if it matters to you, the person who has the penis. If it matters to you, and it's and, and you let it kind of create these insecurities and yeah, size really does matter and it does matter to other people too. But I don't, what I don't think is that it matters as much as we've all been led to believe. I think that everyone's so terrified of this thing and you know, the difference between most of what's going on is, is not that much. It's very slim. Um, and I think it does, you know, in the end it does matter if, you know, there are people who, you know, if you have a three inch penis and they like a six inch penis, you know, it's not, going to be a great fit, but there's so many different ways that you can fit with people, you know, and, and you can overcome that just as much as you can overcome. It's like, you know, maybe I don't like girls who are short, but now I'm with this short girl and I love her to death and she's got this great personality. You, you know, you, you push those things aside when you find the right person. So I think it matters, but I don't think, it, I think it matters just as much as anything else that, you know, that can make us different and, and special. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think it needs to be debilitating. You know, I don't think uh, you need to go to years of therapy or avoid meeting somebody just because of the size of your penis or the size of your breasts. Um, in, right. in fact, I blame porn for all of this anyway, giving us the unrealistic yeah. expectation. You know, 
It does, and it puts it off in a way that's kind of tough to keep up with. You know, I mean, the first time you see porn, the first time I saw porn was when I was 13, and that was the first time I saw another man's erect penis. And I was like, what in the hell is that thing? So instantly, and they shoot it with, you know, they get a guy who's 5'5 and has an 8-inch penis, and they get a girl who's 5'1 and has these giant tits, and then they shoot it really close up with these wide-angle lenses. It's so thrown off. Yeah. You know, it's like, I mean, yeah, sure, these appendages look huge on them, but they're also tiny. Exactly. You know, I mean, so exactly, it, it puts yeah. out this very unrealistic and unfulfillable kind of expectation. And it's it's really just it, it is porn is has done has done no favors to the young people of the world. And that's also why I think that or at least of, of you know, westernized societies. But I think that the earlier that people you know, not that, you know, you need to talk to your two year old about it, but the earlier that kids are kind of exposed to the idea that like, you know, you're, porn is a this, this is not a real what happens in porn is not real life it's as much real life as robocop is real life it's it's a farce you know it's it's fabricated it's still fun to watch i love it but you know maybe you should start like a line of micro penis porn just to be you know egalitarian <laughs> about it <laughs> all these guys you know the problem with guys who have micro penises is trying to get it on camera it's like trying to get a sasquatch on camera so, you know, <laughs> you'll never <laughs> find one you're not gonna get a picture of this <laughs> well patrick i've been asked a bunch like have you been offered to do porn it's like i have enough trouble with one girl lights off nobody else in the room there's no way i'm doing porn that'd be insane <laughs> What if, like, Larry Flynn called you up and was like, come on, man. I want you to be in Hustler. Would you do it? I would be like, oh, listen, I'll write a weekly article on your – but that's the thing. is like it'd be the most, it'd be the most depressing porn ever because everybody would be like, here he goes. He's going to do it. And I'd, like, look around and the lights are shining and there's, like, you know, a bunch of hot babes laying there naked. And I'd be like, oh, you guys, can we oh, – this isn't happening. I'd, like, start giggling and blush. <laughs> I would have the, I would have the worst stage fright. I really would. Oh, I just – there's no way. There's no way. It just it would be it would be impossible. As much as I'd love to think that, like you know, I just roll in there and just start, you know, plowing. I that, that's not what <laughs> happened. Probably, probably not going to happen. Roll in there, get nervous, take a break, go back, cry a little, get really sweaty, make the girls uncomfortable, and then we just call it a day. Seriously, it sounds like the whole scene would be more humiliating than your your actual <laughs> film that you made. You know. I know. I'm actually trying to distance myself from humiliation at this point. So that is that'll be my new stock response for for any porn offers. It's like you know, what, at this point, I'm trying to kind of get away from the humiliation. Yeah, of my it's career. like you know. Seriously, I want to feel better about myself from now on. Right. Uh, well, got, Sorry, you, you know, Patrick. I gotta say, I admire your courage to share your penis size with the world, and I do. I do really. I honestly think your film helps people deal with such a sensitive issue. Um, the movie's called Unhung Heroes. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. And, you know, mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, the movie's called Unhung Heroes. Uh, what's, your, what's the website where people can go see a trailer? Uh, we have it. It's up online. Um, it's also, there's a link to from our website, www.unhunghero.com. Um, and, uh, you know, if you follow me at Patrick Moot on Twitter, there's also at Unhung Hero on Twitter. I run all that stuff constantly posting updates and links um the movie is available on itunes now as of last tuesday so you can go and rent and buy it there um yeah and uh yeah i'm just so happy to be able to finally get it all out there we've been working on it for so long and there's just this period in between where i was like you know the movie's not even being seen and 
Like, I was like, what have I done? But the response has been so good and so positive and people are really identifying with the idea of embracing your insecurities and being yourself and overcoming, you know, these kind of stereotypes that we're, we feel like we're forced into that. I'm, I'm just so proud of it. I'm it, really it's, happy. It's a great film. I totally recommend it. So thanks man for talking to me today. It's been great having you on the show and, uh, yeah, I'll definitely, uh, post a link to, uh, your, your website. Killer. Thanks right, man. man. I really appreciate it, D. All right. Talk to you later. Later, dude. So, Wackerly, you haven't seen the movie yet, have you? I have not. I actually heard the guy talk on the radio last week or the week before, though. You should check it out. It's it's definitely in. Oh, I'll check it out. I'm, if there's one thing that I'm just super interested in, it's penises and small penises in particular so to watch a whole movie about that i'm on well, board you know i think it's something our audience can definitely relate to um <laughs> most most of the members male and female because i'm sure a lot of the uh, the female listeners have uh, oh yeah they have boyfriends with small dicks have boyfriends you know that, that deal with this issue you know i wonder do you think you got a lot of sympathy lays after this movie came out yeah <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> or maybe just from uh, from the failed proposal. I wonder if he met a lot of girls, you know, at the bar, and they're like, "Oh yeah, I saw that." All right, you're that chump. <laughs> <laughs> it is a weird thing, though. I mean, it's would you ever be able to do a documentary like this, even if it would, I guess, help your career? Well, I mean, I, guys... mean, I wouldn't because it's you know I have an enormous cock. So, <laughs> okay, if you had a small dick, oh, thought experiment time. Thought experiment. Would you? Put out a documentary like this. Share this this private, sensitive information. Your your one of your your deepest insecurity with the entire world. Uh, probably not. Would you be too humiliated? Would it's you a be gamble, too right? I mean, well, like you said, I just wouldn't want people to know until it was too late. <laughs> you know what I think works out for him is now that he's put this out. You know, girls are going to go do you know do a Google search before you know do a little research on. They're like, oh. Okay, he made this documentary. Now, he, you know, kind of avoids that awkwardness of when he pulls his pants down, they're just like, Jesus, it's, it's the tiniest dick I've ever seen. Now they're expecting a baby dick. And he, he mentions that, you know, when I was talking to him. He's like, yeah, he goes, girls thought I had like a one-inch cock. So now, you know, when they see what I do have, they're, they're not impressed, but they're satisfied. <laughs> they're satisfied. You mean they're not horrified? They're, you know, they're not running out, screaming. And I think most girls, I think what usually happens, most girls, and we've talked about this before. Oh, you, many times. You pull your dick out and you have like a two-inch cock. I don't think a girl's going to run away screaming. I think what they're going to do is just get it over Let's get with. get this over with. And then never call you again. You get out of here and tell all my girlfriends about this small it, dick you have. I wonder, though. I mean, if you know, if this guy, this Patrick here, had you know, made 500 grand a year from being a famous actor, do you think women would have been... Okay, yeah, he's got a two-inch dick, but I can deal. I can let him buy me stuff and then cheat with a drummer from a rock band on the side who has a huge cock. Would it be that bad if you still get to fuck the girl every now and then? Sorry, my phone was doing something weird. What was that? Would it be that bad if you still get to have sex with this model? Yeah, I'd rather not have a girlfriend than have a girlfriend who's cheating on with me with a dirty, STD-infested uh, drummer, yeah. Yeah, put a security detail on it. You can afford it. <laughs> yeah. I'll just find some lady with a thin vagina. 
Yeah, that, that's the thing. that I, I mentioned that to him. I was like, why don't you date Asian chicks? You I know? think that's a myth. It, well, no. He, if, you, if you watch the movie, he says, uh, on average, South Koreans have the smallest penises. Which are Wait, well, what does that say about the vaginas? Well, you know, these girls are used to having sex with a guy with a smaller dick, on average. Oh. So if you have not a small, that they have a small vagina, no, but they're, they're just used to it. Well, you know, it it says in the uh, in the movie too. They say like most vaginas are only have like a three inch or four inch depth, but they grow, they stretch. I know they can fit a baby in there. Yeah, but they stretch, and that's part of it. So it's like when when people are like, "Well, their vaginas are only four inches." It's like, yeah, but it stretches, and that's part of the reason that they feel pleasure. So if you can't stretch that vagina more than three inches, it's probably not going to feel that good for the girl. Wide or deep? A both, but definitely wide. It's like a square? No, it just, you know, as they're getting aroused, it, it stretches, and that's just the way it works. Hence the wide on. The wide on, exactly. So, female boner. Huh. Here's a, there's a lot of different insecurities that men face. You know, baldness, height is a major one. Would you rather be a six-foot-two guy with a four-inch dick, or a five-foot-one guy with a nine-inch cock. Big cock all the way. I would. I think I'd rather be a tall guy with a bit, with a smaller dick. I just girls find out about how big your dick is, and where it gets around, and then near that five-foot-one guy who's like, God, that guy's constantly getting ass, and he's constantly has girls hanging all over him. What's going on with that? And then you just ask a girl, and she's like, Oh, he's got a really big cock. I, I don't know. I think if you took the tall guy and the short guy and you just put them into some random bar in a random city, the tall guy. Yeah, but that's gonna not get... how life is. I mean, you're talking about this instantaneous random city. You both show up. Yeah, the tall guy is going to score first. But we, you don't live in a random city in an instantaneous time. You live in a town where you get to know people and you're around. I also think women are superficial. I think they want to be seen with a guy who's tall. It's, it's I don't need to be seen guy. with him. <laughs> <laughs> they want to be seen with a tall guy. They want to be. But they with want to the be filled guy. up by my fucking giant and kielbasa. They're willing to deal with uh, buying a vibrator to, to handle that, just so they can maintain the appearance that they're. You know, I'm a five foot four girl, and my boyfriend's six four. Or instead of buying a vibrator, they can just invite me around the back door every once in a while. <laughs> would I you, won't would talk. You, I won't tell the, your big tall boyfriend. The dwarf with the huge cock is going to come. He, he takes care of my wife, you know, once yeah, a week. I can hide under the you bed service easier. Her. When, <laughs> when your boyfriend comes home, I'll just yeah. like crawl up the chimney. Yeah. I'm sure that will work for you. Sex dwarf. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, usually it's like Wilt Chamberlain, you know, you're really tall and you have a huge cock. Yeah, I think that would be the worst, to be a really tall guy with just a little dick. Tall guy with a baby dick. Because it's going to look even smaller because you're so big. Because you're so big, yeah. Oh, it'd be terrible. But people, go check out the documentary, Unhung Heroes. Uh, you can get it on iTunes right now. Uh, it's pretty good. Uh, we got some phone calls to get to. You can call the Sigma Hotline, 206-666-3846. But before we get to that, here's another word from our sponsor. What do you do? When you're at a family reunion or Thanksgiving, you got a raging boner that won't go away and you're considering fucking your grandmother. You go to Adam and Eve, of course, and you buy a jerk-off sleeve, you know, a dildo, a pocket pussy, something of that nature, so you can go in the bathroom and just take care of that raging boner before you have to bend over your grandma at the table and just 
motherfucker. So, go to adamandeve.com and type in the code D-I-D-D-L-E. That's what Grandpa used to do to your dad. Talk to you later. Bye. All right, Wacker, we got a few phone calls here to the Sick and Wrong Hotline. Um, this guy mentioned that uh, I made a faux pas last week, Ooh, which I wasn't even pas. aware of. Hi, Sick and Wrong. Uh, just a quick one to let you know. D, you made a bit of a faux pas on the last episode. You mentioned going away to a certain camp when you were little. I believe you called it the Jew Camp. Bearing in mind your podcast is played in Europe, and particularly Germany... I reckon you could have very well upset Uncle Fritz. Um, I know I may have just inflamed it by repeating it. Maybe you should just, you know, just say, I went to JC. Ah, okay, there's another problem with that one as well. You might upset the godbotherers with that one. Uh, Well, try and think of something else. Keep it sick, keep it wrong. Later, guys. You know, thanks for drawing attention to that. I didn't even realize the showers must have been a little bit awkward at Jew Camp. Did you ever wonder, like, if they're gonna it? like if Cyclone B is just gonna suddenly come out? <laughs> yeah, were there big group showers like that? Kind of. They, you know, yeah. they they made us, they sprayed us down with a hose. Did they feed you? Because I think that was a big problem with the concentration camps. Is they just you know you didn't get a lot of food. Well, the twins were ushered away by this man with like this like kind yeah. of a charismatic doctor like figure. Just any any twins that came there. No, but seriously, I was talking about the summer camp. You were I probably went to. You, you were like the guy who like went over to the other side, like told on all the other ones, and be like, I, "I'll be your mole." Snitched on them just so I can yeah. get a, a cupcake every now and then. Yeah, that's what I would do. Um, the, the camp I was talking to was this uh, this uh, Jewish summer camp, and t- seriously, that was a Jew camp. I'm not even trying to uh, you know exaggerate here. It was awful. It was awful. I hated summer camp. I tried to I've break heard my arm. People that go to Jew camp said it's amazing. Some people like it. I'm just not that type of person. Didn't I hated you get, it. Didn't you get like get a hand job or anything? Because I hear a lot of I, people hook up at Jew camp. I did make out and touch breasts for the first time. Nice. Which was good. That was kind of cool. It was my first, I guess, sexual experience. But and it, it was not worth having to endure the the all the all the activities they made you do at this place it was terrible. But, but anyway, any, I just don't think you would like any camp. You know what's funny? Uh, no, I wouldn't like any camp. You know what's funny? Uh, did you play this week? Did you see my most recent viral attempt, Wackerly? Yeah, I did. I, I haven't played it yet. You didn't play it? Well, you can't play it now. Oh, it's gone? Um, yeah, it's totally gone. And this Why is, is it gone? Well, because I offended some people with it. Um, <laughs> Who? The, uh, the hosts for the site, they're called playbuzz.com. Is where you make these, uh, you make these BuzzFeed-esque BuzzFeed-like quizzes. Mm. And uh, these quizzes are all the rage on Facebook. I find them just to be an anathema. I hate them. But so I was trying to make a commentary on it by, okay, instead of, you know, which Disney princess you'd be, which Nazi leader you'd be. And I, I made this, I thought, somewhat humorous quiz. You, know, you could pick out uh, your favorite concentration camp, your favorite method for exterminating Jews, but you could also pick out your favorite pop singer. You know, it, it was kind of funny. I was trying to make it, you know, like a uh, an interesting commentary on the uh, banality of these quizzes. They just but shut it down. As it turns out, I get this letter from the owner of the CEO of Playbuzz saying how his family died in Auschwitz, 
He's an Israeli Jew. That's a, they must be Israelis. <laughs> How was I supposed to know an Israeli organization owned this stupid quiz site, quiz generator? Um, and he, he said, he, he wrote to me saying, you know, I understand the humor aspect of your quiz, but, you know, as being a Jewish person whose relatives died in Auschwitz, you're, the subject matter is deeply offensive. I understand this is probably not your, your objective, but um, we're, we decided to discontinue the quiz. So then I wrote back a rebuttal saying that the point of my quiz was to draw attention to the fact that Hitler wasn't the only architect of the Holocaust. There are some other key players. Nice one. And if uh, you go through the quiz, you, you get, you know, you, you, you find out which Nazi leader you are. And it yeah, it seems like this guy's not trying to, uh, you know, stifle his, the historical record. That's what I said. Never forget. I, that's what I told him. I was like, you know, people are forgetting the Holocaust. Nazis have become a joke. Hitler's become a meme on the Internet. And True. people just think the only – when they hear about World War II or the Holocaust, all they think is Hitler. Well, what about uh, Mengele? What about Goering? What about Eichmann? What about Goebbels? What about them? Well, it doesn't matter now because they removed the quiz. So you don't forget to find out which Nazi leader you are. You know, I, I, it was funny because I took that quiz like probably five times. I never once got Hitler. Then you made the quiz. And I even made the quiz. <laughs> That's like yeah. the prize to get Hitler. Whatever. You definitely want to put that on your Facebook page. Oh, I knew I would get Hitler. Yeah, well, people I'm did such a it. Hitler. That's it, what I always say. People were commenting on the, on the, the post I made. They're like, oh, I got Hitler first time. I was just like, yeah, fuck off. Doesn't matter. Never going to get to play it anyway. All right, well, this next call. Another over. viral attempt squashed by the Jews. Just squashed <laughs> by the Jews. Waste, waste of time. Uh, this next call is a little more important. So, quick question. Me and my husband are standing here on the side of the road eating uh, Doritos ketchup chips. And uh, we were having an argument. Are ketchup chips just in Canada, or do you have them in the States, too? Just just wondering. <laughs> huh. It's interesting. No, ketchup chips, I've never stuff. heard of that. Ketchup Doritos. They have a lot better, more flavors of better flavors of chips in Canada. Well, why ketchup chips? Why would you have that? Uh, people like ketchup. Do we have They, they used like to have that? dill pickle. You can get dill pickle chips. There, there's a lot... Potato chips have gone through this thing where it's like the craft brewery of the 90s, I guess, you know? All these, like, microbrews came out. Now you can get all these, like, micro... Like kettle chips. Yeah, kettle chips. Like, every region has, like, these little, you know, potato chip companies uh, now. And so they have all these crazy flavors. But you used to just be able to get, like, Lay's and Ruffles. But she's talking specifically about Doritos. And that, so I did a search for these ketchup Doritos. I'd never heard of it. And uh, you, have, you, have you ever looked at how many different weird flavors of, of Doritos there are in other countries? That we cannot get because they're in other countries. Yeah, I have. Like, look at this. Japan has like 20 of them. Uh, coconut of curry. Wasabi mayo. That sounds good. Tuna mayo. Ma- tuna mayo chips. <laughs> um, tandoori Doritos in India. That sounds pretty good. Um, you can get fondue Doritos in uh, Japan. <laughs> taco flavored. Well, we they they can't even get tacos in uh, in Japan. Can like, you? Seems like a big opportunity. Yeah, I, I don't think so. Most of most of these weird, these strange flavors of Doritos actually come from Japan, but there are some from uh, other countries here. 
I like this Any one. kind of fish flavored chip comes from Asia. Yeah, it's got to be. This, look at this one. Olive flavored Doritos. That's France. I would eat that. Um, cool American Doritos. It's from the Netherlands. It's so just, there's a picture of me on the cover? It's a picture yeah. of you, but just like you weigh like 400 pounds. Super fat. <laughs> Yogurt and mint Doritos from Turkey. That sounds gross, but think about like when you go to get gyros and they have the yogurt sauce and the mint sauce. How come we don't like, get these these kind of like tomato and onion here from uh, Turkey? That sounds good. That just sounds ridiculous. Tomato and onion? Yeah, I like it. Well, well, tomato? Tan, would you eat tandoori-flavored Doritos? Yeah, and I, I would eat a curry-flavored one, too. You know, people in other countries... Send us some Doritos, these, these special Doritos. Don't We're do anything starving. for them. Don't open the bag. But just send us the, uh, the, the strangest flavor of Dorito you can find, because I've never even heard of these. This is all news to me. What do we have? We have nacho cheese. Cool Ranch. Cool Ranch, of course. Um, salsa Verde. favorite Salsa Verde. What about the... And then, uh, then there's like extra spicy nacho cheese. That's it. I think that's it, yeah. I don't think we have any other kinds. We don't have these. Isn't there wasabi. a purple bag? What's that one? There's something that's in a purple bag. I, seems know, gross. I don't even know. I don't know what the flavor is, but the, we have the, pur- whatever the purple one is, we have that one too. Do you that's think they it. have pork Five rinds types. in other countries? Yeah. Those Especially always, Muslim countries. <laughs> those always look like the most <laughs> disgusting kind of chip to me. It's not really a chip. That's why you can eat it when you're on Atkins because it actually is like fried, just pork fat and skin. Yeah, it just looks disgusting. It's quite good. Do you um, eat Funyuns? This, yeah, Funyuns too. What are Funyuns? I don't know. <laughs> Does it have pork in them? Seems like a pork rind. Looks like but it. But then you shouldn't be eating it if you're a vegetarian. I, I hate the, you know what I hate the smell of? It's corn nuts. Yeah, corn nuts are disgusting. You, you, you sit on like public trans and there's some asshole eating corn nuts in front of you. Don't eat anything on public trans. That'd be good. But especially not something that has like an odor. I do, I do like bugles though. Bugle, bugle chips. Are those even chips or crackers? <laughs> Who knows? And they it's cross a the line. Yeah. Um, this third call we got is a follow up. Uh, remember the a couple weeks ago we were talking about Santiago, that like huge rapist guy that they hung out with. They would roofie people and just rape them. Who? Some dude called in. We were we were talking about. Oh I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, do I was saying that. how like gay dudes don't need to rape anybody, and some guy called in. He's like, "Oh, yes. you're d- dead wrong. Actually, they do rape people all the time." Yeah, Santiago. He, yeah. yeah, Santiago, who just seems like a villainous figure. Well, anyway, he he called us with a follow up. Hey guys, what's up? Uh, I called you last week to tell you the story about Santiago, and you guys had a couple questions about it, which you know were legitimate, but trying to keep it tight so I didn't want to get into too much detail when I started to think about it tight. I realized I know way too fucking much about this dude to be cool but since I'm probably never going to tell these stories again I might as well uh, get it out right now um, I wouldn't tell your girlfriend about see. these stories uh, I described him as someone who had been to prison before I wasn't afraid to go back so I think maybe that puts an image of you in your mind of some like big dude with tattoos on his face and a shaved head or whatever but <laughs> He was that guy, but inside. On the outside, he was very classy. Like, he wore expensive clothes and $1,000 shoes, which, by the way, like, when the Westboro Baptist Church says God hates fags, what they really mean is God hates people that wear $1,000 shoes, because let's be honest, if you wear $1,000 shoes, you're a fag. 
<laughs> you think that's true, dude? Do gay people spend that much money on their shoes? I'm normally, I'm, <laughs> I'm normally obsessed with some whatever headwear that Jeff is wearing, so I'm focused on that. Uh, I think I think it, the the point is gay people tend to be more fashion conscious, like more fashionable right. than a straight dude. So they would yeah. be willing to spend money on a pair of Prada shoes, which cost thousand dollar shoes to me are more like a Wall Street investment guy type thing. Yeah, but I could see gay dudes. That would be something that'd be important to them. Shoe whore. Yeah, you know, I saw um, it was like six months ago. I saw Scott Thompson from Kids in the Hall do a stand up yeah. thing here. Right. And he proceeded to tell this story about going to an orgy in uh, London with his friend. It was like 300 dudes just buggering each other. But all you could wear was your shoes. And he was upset because he had these like $1,500 pair of Prada shoes. And he didn't want to get jizz know, all over them. Jizz and, what else, and miscellaneous all over them. Sandorum. Sandorum just spraying everywhere. So, I mean, you'd probably want to wear like a pair of galoshes or something. Yeah. You know, like maybe not, you know, a thousand dollar shoes are one of the things that actually are made in America. <laughs> well, Prada is an Italian company. Well, yeah, but there's, there's American shoe companies like, uh, I can't think of them right now, but, but I'm sure, but you <laughs> can made shoes. I just don't think like, would you buy a pair? Would you care to buy a pair of thousand dollar shoes? No, that's above my range. <laughs> Same sure. with me. It's just, I mean, yeah, I guess. Would I you pay would. 200 bucks for shoes? Yeah, I have. I, I bought a pair of boots for 200 bucks. I've had them for years. There you go. They last. They, they last. Handmade. I don't know if. In America. I, I just picture like, you know, if fashion's your thing, if that's what you feel like you want to spend money on, um, go, go right ahead. And I just think a lot of gay dudes would be more willing to spend a thousand bucks on a pair of Prada shoes because it matters to them. Well, plus they just have taste. Yeah, they have taste. <laughs> like, like the average American middle-aged dude is wearing like a fucking tap-out shirt and board shorts and uh, like Tevas. Yeah, Tevas, exactly. And like that person, like Crocs. You can't. You can't putting a thousand dollars shoes on that guy. Like, who gives a fuck? It's like polishing a turd. And the Westboro Baptists probably think everybody should be wearing Tevas and tap-out shirts. Um, and. <clears throat> So you wouldn't know it to see him. I mean, he was very smart, and he spoke like three languages, and he would like randomly start salsa dancing or whatever. And uh, that's what makes him scary. Is that, that how he won your heart? Yes. Um, it's like dirty and dancing. the first few times I met him, I just thought he was crazy. Like what what gay people would say? Uh, oh, he's scandalous, it, which really means like he's quirky and crazy and says crazy things and like. Yeah, until he fucking... He swept you off your feet. But the really funny end of the story is the way that he went back to prison. Um, he was on some kind of drug bender. I don't know if he was on coke or meth or what, but, you know, oh, out of his mind. Like, the last person you want to be strung out on any kind of stimulant. And uh, he, for some reason, the cops showed up at his house, and I can't remember if they were looking for him or if something had happened. I think he caused some kind of domestic disturbance, and the cops showed up. And he told them he had a gun. But really, all he had was a pellet gun, because he's a multiple felon and isn't allowed to own guns. But he did have a pellet gun. And the cops broke down the door, or maybe he let them in. Or, anyway, the cops ended up inside, and he was holding this pellet gun and telling them that he was a real gun, and so they shot him. Um, but they didn't kill him, obviously. They just shot him and wounded him, and then he ended up in prison. Um, so, yeah, that's 
you know, that's the kind of person he was. He was he was very very charming and, and funny. Actually, Psychotic. Smart. Um, but uh, inside, oh, scary shit. Scary shit, guys. Anyway, I'll have more stories for you later. But uh, that ends the Santiago per- portion of this uh, of this story. Anyway, all right. I want to hear about the other gay rapist he knows. <laughs> Seems like most of his friends are like that. I know. That's who he hangs out with. I don't know. I think you need a new friend hey, circle. Hey, have you met Bob? He's pretty yeah. cool. Is he a gay rapist? No? Yeah, I'm not interested. <laughs> yeah, sounds boring to me. It sounds really boring. Yeah, if he doesn't slip, like, uh, roofies in people's drinks and then buggers them while they passed out, I don't want to hang out with him. Lame. <laughs> Oh, he lies in wait? Oh, that's even better. What happens with that? If you uh, get shot by a cop or wounded, do they put you in the hospital for a, you know six months till you recover? How does that work? I guess. And prison then, hospital. Are you in a prison hospital? Or are you Probably. in just a regular hospital? I think they do operations in a regular hospital, but then you have to go back and lay in a bed in the prison hospital. God, talk about how vulnerable you'd be in a prison hospital. Well, I don't think anybody other 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 prisoners don't get in at you. What about if uh, you know? What if like the Santiago guy ends up like oh, I'm feeling better and walking around? <laughs> you know, it's like I can walk around now. Then, then you go into regular prison once you can walk around. But what, you know, but who knows? Maybe he like pretends like oh, I'm you know still incapacitated. But as soon as they leave, gets up and buggers all the uh, stroke victims. <laughs> I think you're imagining when you would fake illness to your mom so you could stay out of school. I think if you have a real doctor and real nurses with real testing devices, you can't be like, oh, I'm still sick. I got like, no, you're not. Get your ass out of here. It doesn't yeah. work. You can't cough like that. No, because they'll be like, oh, OK, we're going to intubate you. You put on that voice. I'm just so sick. I okay. can't go back to work. Enema time. <laughs> People, call the Sigamong hotline, 206-666-3846. Um, there's been a number of uh, people complaining about our Android link, Wackerly. What's going on with that? I don't know. Why the fuck are people listening to the show on Android? You know, that's exactly my response. I don't use response. iTunes. Yeah. Because I'm an Android user, and fuck Apple. You know, people don't like it. Okay, we do disperse the episode on multiple different mediums, different platforms, iTunes is the main one you should be listening to because if you go to I like used, I use Frog Podcast Download Part Two, uh, version nine point eight. Yeah, how the fuck what? is how the fuck can you rate a show on podfrogdick.com? <laughs> Nobody's looking at that. People are looking at iTunes, Stitcher. Yeah, that's a big one. Winamp. Yeah, Winamp. We're on that one, but but at least on iTunes, you you can subscribe to the show. You can rate. You can comment on it, say how much you like you us. Can, you know what you can't do is you can't complain that the show didn't update on your fucking obscure podcast listening app. Because it comes out on iTunes every week. I use the BlackBerry Messenger podcast function. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I know, exactly. Your, your obscure, strange Tibetan device that you use to add to access podcasts it's, it's not universal. The Sky God has not brought me this week's episode. iTunes is hey. universal. So go to the tunes and get your show. But you know what? Anyway, we, we fixed it. So people on Android, you we're can trying still to listen to the it. show as well. We're, we're trying to fix it. Um, it the problem is, is it, it's directing to an old XML feed, blah, 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 boring. 
Uh, we will have that fixed. But in the meantime, just go to fucking iTunes. Go to our website and listen to it. Tune it up, man. Tune it up. Exactly. Sick and Wrong t-shirts available now at the uh, Sick and Wrong store, sickandwrongpodcast.com slash store. It is the best way to support the show is because you're actually wearing your colors, showing off that you're a true fan. Yeah, it's a gang thing. It's a gang thing. Gang wearing colors. Gang um, and right now, if you uh, order uh, a shirt, I will throw in a six-pack of the new They Live stickers. So uh, that, that definitely does help us out. Finally here, Sick and Wrong Song of the Week. I'm going to dedicate this one to Patrick Moot, and he should have used this at the end during the credits. It would have worked out just perfectly. A Baby Dick by Dirt Nasty. You know that song? No. Dirt Nasty, uh, his name's Simon Rex. He was like an MTV VJ in the 90s, and he later on he uh, hooked up with Mickey Avalon, did a bunch of uh, songs. Baby Dick is a funny song about a guy with a small member. So thanks, Patrick Moo, for being on the show. People definitely check out his documentary, Unhung Heroes. It's entertaining and informative. We'll be back next week with episode 421. Until then, take a easy. Good night. Yeah. Dirt nasty motherfuckers. Check this shit out. It's like this, yo. First of all, my dick is small. Three inches hard, two little balls. When the lights are out, I stick it in her mouth. She said, I don't smoke Virginia Slims. I wear a rubber if it fits. But they don't make condoms for baby dicks. Maybe it's time to buy the pump. But every time I stick my dick in, I come. And my last girlfriend was a stripper. Bitch had beef curtains. Like throwing a hot dog down the hallway. If you want it all day, don't call me. You can call me itty bitty swizzle stick Even mini me started laughing at my little dick Please lord, tell me if you're listening I'm tired of having stage fright in the mess You're in
because I listen to this goddamn podcast. The funny thing is, all I want is quarter teas on the goddamn Cafe Press store. Ladies, go fuck yourselves.